Boys Gone Bland, Season 6, Episode 10, uh, Passengers, and uh, I am your uh, pilot speaking, um, Denali. I'm, I, I'm your co-pilot. How many co-pilots are, are there? two co-pilots? I think there's at least uh, six in a plane. Oh, okay. So I'm your co-pilot, right. I don't want to sit next to this screaming fucking baby. Sir. All Sir, fucking plane ride. Please go back to your no, seat. No, I. You're not letting me sit. I'm gonna. Sir, I'm gonna walk up to first class. We can't and close I'm gonna the sit. cabin door. I'm gonna sit first class we away from that close. fucking baby. You need to get it off the plane. Sir, if you don't sit down, I get paid too much for this. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be over here. You get. Well, you get paid too much for this. Too much for this. How much do? You, <laughs> hey, is being a pilot lucrative? I don't know how much. How much do the pilots make? They pilots make good. You guys think? Mm. But the thing is, I think. You guys think it's enough? The hours suck. I mean, they gotta they gotta fly a plane, right? Yeah, like, I'm trying to cause a scene here, and you two are talking about a conversation about pilots. Okay, you, you and got, I feel like you're ignoring me now, sir. What is the problem? There's a babies. They're ugly. That baby shouldn't be on a plane. Okay, we'll um we'll throw the baby off the plane. No, I will sit next to you in first class. The baby will fly the plane, and then Ryan yeah. will co-pilot. I'll serve the drinks. You'll serve the drinks. The baby flies. That's amicable to me. Uh, we we watched um, we watched a plane movie, guys. If in case you haven't picked that up from yeah, our P L A N E. Yeah, yeah. Um, plane. No, I would not. I would not fight like against the other plane. Yeah, it's pretty plain. It's a plane movie. It's a plane movie. Um, pretty pretty straight down the middle. And uh, this is Passengers uh, without Chris Pratt and and Jennifer Lawrence. This is the other Passengers. This is the budget Passengers. The the Kirkland Passengers from two thousand seven. <laughs> Um, featuring Anne Hathaway and the the Kirkland actor, we decided, uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, yeah, gets yeah. it you done. Know, I'm, I'm never <laughs> upset with Patrick Wilson. No, you know what? Yeah, stoked. you know, <laughs> I, I like the guy. Well, it's solid wrong. for you mean like in general or like for this movie? No, I liked his character. <laughs> I liked his fucking creepy ass character. Um, I like how she literally describes him as a creep during the movie, <laughs> and he's still, and still like, like, oh. It's kind of cool seeing a movie capitalizing on like kind of the the plane crash survivor hype of Lost, you know, 2006. Like, do you remember like there was a weird period where like tons of movies and TV shows showed like plane crashes? Like, yeah, or like missing like, planes and stuff. Missing planes, like it, yeah, it was like right after on Lost. Planes. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> do you guys um? Do you guys want to do a plane season? Uh, there's a lot of plane movies. <laughs> no. There's uh, oh, Sully. Actually, might God. be pretty fucking good. <laughs> Top Gun's a plane movie. Top Gun, Airplane, oh. Flight. I'm, or wait. You may have. Movies where they're like only on planes. They're only on a plane. <laughs> isn't, there, isn't there a movie just called Planes that the cars knock off? Yeah, yeah. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> With the terminal count where he's in an airport? Yeah. yeah. Trying yeah. to board a plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's a good you, movie. You know, this could actually take the take the place of our dad core season because I think every plane movie is a dad core movie. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. this movie. Not this. This movie was uh, no, it's not. This was a supernatural movie for normies. I thought. Yeah, because, this is like this is a norm core movie. Yeah, it's pretty normy. Yeah, there's there's not there's not a single hard take in the movie. <laughs> I like how we um we called the twist before we saw before the movie. even seeing the movie. We were both like. <laughs> We oh, like, by the way, if anybody yeah. is wondering about spoilers for this movie, don't so see this get movie. It out of the way. Right don't you, see. You it. Don't need to worry because okay, just listen here's to the this premise: a woman investigates a plane crash and talks to the survivors, and she's a therapist, and they're all acting weird, 
and they all have like different memories of the crash and you can guess what happens like you can just by those two sentences you she can gets guess her license entire... revoked well she should <laughs> yeah but, she really she's uh, not a good therapist yeah the twist is that uh it's a ghost world obviously it's it's obviously ghost world we fucking called ghost world so we early called ghost world i think on the podcast what did we did Wait, we call really? and i don't think we i don't think we did it on a hot mic i think we did it on our our text chat when we were watching the movie um we were like Anne hathaway is dead and they're yeah, all it's fucking obvious ghosts. that she's dead from the get-go yeah like, it, it, it's like six cents guys yeah like, she's dead yeah I, I thought the same thing now i was like she's like the bruce willis Mm-hmm. It's, they're like, just doing six cents doors aren't <laughs> opening people aren't responding people are acting weird yeah um and the the sentences that could be interpreted multiple ways like mm-hmm. way number one a normal sentence but way number two is you and all your friends are dead yeah yeah Ooh. it's don't see this movie guys we're trying to spare you normally i think we've done this too much this season particularly where we're like it's a crazy concept we don't want to spoil it please watch this movie and we've done that to too many bad movies this season and i feel like the audience they're they're kind of tired of it and i think for this one we have to just be like don't don't see it it's a it sucks they're all ghosts <laughs> I, mean, I liked it D- did you like it ryan oh yeah well we'll get because we'll, we, we can get into that we can get into that um it, it seemed like a, a fucking twisted Hallmark movie in a way, which is funny because it ends with opening a Hallmark card. Too. Yeah, that, that, that's what I thought we were going to go into. It's like that this movie has an interesting concept. And why did they not like really lean into anything supernatural? I'm glad they didn't take too heavy of like a religious tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't anything spooky. The dog was kind of spooky, but that's it. You have a ghost movie where the entire movie is just normal. Like, at least Sixth Sense is scary. Right. It's a ghost movie, and 90% of it is a quirky rom-com about a creepy <laughs> man. <laughs> I know. If you're going to make it a rom-com, don't make the dude, like, seriously Mo- predatory. Mo- moms aren't high on ghosts, okay? Yeah, it's, they're, they're high on Patrick the Wilson. Hence, movie Ghost. What's a different Patrick? I get, was that... Uh... He's great in Watchmen. Insidious was uh, pretty soon after this, right? Oh nine, I think he, he must have been having a hot streak. Was he in Insidious? Getting... I thought he was. Yeah, he's the oh. dad. Oh my god, he's in everything. What the fuck? Old reliable Patrick Wilson. Is this dude just only in ghost movies? Hold yes. on. Hold that's on. what I'm saying. Wait, 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 that's wait, what, that's wait, what, wait. what I want to get into with Patrick Wilson. It's like Patrick Wilson season next. <laughs> he has a very explicit, yeah, um, stereotype, and I'm wondering, guys. Is Patrick Wilson dead? Oh, is he a and dead he's a actor? Ghost? And his thing is, is he can't go on to the afterlife until he makes the perfect ghost movie. So oh he just accepts God. all these ghost scripts. Guys, he's in Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> is that the point? <laughs> is that what that's about? <laughs> he didn't nail it with Phantom. He's in Annabelle. Um, he's in Bone Tomahawk, which is a period piece. So all those characters are technically dead. <laughs> He's he was in Aquaman, which is a dead franchise after everything. Yeah, the movie's dead. The franchise is dead. The Alamo, more dead people. Um, Anything else? Um, There's a movie he's in, famous, Running with Scissors. Um, That could cause a dead person. So that's another good one. The Watchmen. They all die at the end. I think that's the one movie I like that he's in. Patrick Wilson is like he has like kind of that niche thing like Zoe Saldana how she always plays like aliens and stuff. It's like this is his thing. 
And I think that's Good cool. Point, yeah. It's fucking cool. Patrick Wilson, you're you're welcome on the show anytime. Oh, I like the dude. I just I like him too. I, let me wait. Let me just let me just let me just uh, uh look at his picture from 2017. He could beat the shit out of you. Oh, he's ripped. Let's he's, get real. He's, he's like he's he was hot Chris Pratt before hot Chris Pratt. You know that's what it is. I think he's good Chris Pratt. Um, do you guys do you guys like movies about planes in general? Do you guys like um like Final Destination? Just plane adjacent mo- like movies. I mean, J- Jace, I know you were just on a plane, um, and it was very brave of you to like maybe watch this movie really close to that too. I mean, I, is it mundane? Is it? I don't like them. Yeah, because the plane experience is unpleasant, and we know it's unpleasant. The jokes have to be like it has to be something in addition to being on the plane it has to be like a, a commentary yeah on like the human condition like there's a signful episode in the 90s and they're on planes all the time and oh, was that episode, the episode called pilot sorry in one episode elaine's boyfriend david putty doesn't want to read a magazine or eat or anything like that he just wants to stare at the back of the seat in front of him <laughs> and that's funny because that's yeah. not normal but like just having normal jokes about how the people next to you are annoying and stuff like that. I don't know. It's over. I don't need more annoying stuff in my life. I need less annoying stuff and I need more cool stuff. <laughs> I feel that too. Like it's, it's too mundane. It's overdone. It's kind of like doing office humor now after right. post office, post office space. It's been overdone. And post working in an office. Post working in an office. Yes. Um, okay. Cause going into this movie, I announced, you know, well, the way we wanted to finish the Anne Hathaway season, I wanted something wild, right? And I, I saw this movie. I saw the description. I was like, this is at least something wild. I didn't want to watch a three-hour movie or something that's going to emotionally scar me. Um, maybe it did a little bit with this movie. But I, I just wanted to say <laughs> that this wasn't quite as wild as I wanted it to be. And it left, like, a weird, like you said, Ryan, kind of a normy energy um, in the room. Yeah. And um, B- B- I, B- Big normy. Big, thank you. Big normy. Oh. Big normie energy. I was kind of just left very whelmed um, at the at the end of the movie. But like, it kind of brings me to you know what we think about this season. I mean, you guys have talked about how you just like do not like a lot of Anne's movies this season. I feel like oh, we were very whelmed by like half of them. Granted, we may have not picked her bangers. We think we picked the ones that maybe we well, thought were looked. Should interesting. you judge an actor based on their bangers? I mean, maybe a little bit. We chose a lot of Ben bangers. It's like judging an artist by their best songs or something, you know, like yeah, really high highs and really low lows, or like just isn't that isn't that what got us into you know this kind of shit situation where actors or or artists of of genres just chase those highs though, like you know, like if we're yeah. just judging artists based on their peak songs, everything becomes kind of trite and everybody just tries to remake those highs. And that's no, kind of why we have damn. a shit ton of Michael Bay films. <laughs> Everyone wants that Transformers. I mean, I think a good ex- a good thought experiment with this is with Keanu Reeves, right? Someone with huge highs and huge lows. And what what was our takeaway with Keanu Reeves? I mean, I think overall I we it. we still loved it, right? Mm-hmm. It and was he had so some much better than the shitters. Where Anne Hathaway doesn't really take any big swings. I would say Colossal was like the biggest gamble we had this season. I, I think it was good, yeah. yeah. That it was, was paid off. I thought yeah. so. But like everything else is man, this movie's about a ghost plane in a ghost world. And she's a ghost and don't know it. And how is it boring? I think I think there was a, some serious missteps here with the direction. Like I, I think the person that was 
directing her towards acting like a therapist was ter- it's like this clear like like we want you to really start throwing a lisp into your words and talk as quietly as possible and it's kind of creepy she's like yeah like is that a common therapist voice hey. i think it's like movie therapist voice it's like how you're feeling. yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, let me let me let me just write that down for a sec. Like, yeah, how do you feel about no, that? No, I know what you I know what you mean. And she was terrible. It's not it's not as though I think that she just couldn't pull off being a therapist. Like that's not like it's a huge acting a monument that people have to climb. Yeah. It's that like the script was bad and I don't think that some a different person in there could have done a much better of yeah. a job unless they had the pull to change the script. I I think I so I'm being a little harsh here because I just got done or I am continuing to watch The Patient with Steve Carell. Oh, and really? he is a therapist that gets kidnapped, and I'm just like, you know, unfortunately he's got a lot of screen time, and I'm like, is she asking the right questions as a therapist? <laughs> Look, I mean, I can't judge Anne in this movie. I think at all because it's just it, the reasons why it was bad. I don't think it was because of her acting. Um, I agree. Yeah. And I think this is also pretty early on in her career, too. Like, this is, I I realize that she's only 25 in this movie, which is kind of mind blowing considering what her role is in this movie. (laughs) And also uh, that Patrick Wilson is like 10, you know, he's like in his mid 30s. Uh, She's 25? A little gross. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she has a PhD in this movie. Oh, no, she doesn't. Okay. I think she's like working on it. I want to ask, I want to ask that question. She, he was like a PhD that never ends. Yeah, so this is what I'm confused. There are a few things in this movie. I have two in mind right now that I just want to hash out that really bothered me. The start was that her uh, childhood kind of mentor from, I think it was a museum, said, what are you doing, Anne? You have two masters and a PhD that never ends, which means mm-hmm. that she hasn't graduated. She hasn't gotten her PhD, which means she's not a doctor. But she's a she, ghost. Okay, yeah, that's totally fair. You know, ghost hint. But yep. But like then, and then everyone calls her doctor, and I'm like, I don't think that's kosher. You know, that's unethical right there. But the second one is at the very (laughs) end of this thing when there we find out that the one guy who work is with the airline, we think is with the airline, and is um trying to uncover the plot, eventually ends up saying that the plane crash was his fault, and. You, we get the scene at the end where we see him hitting on one of the um, the other workers on the plane, and then it cuts out to the cuts out the window where the engine is on fire. How bad of a co-pilot do you have to be to to have control the plane for ten minutes for the engine to blow up? <laughs> well, he said he's I going totally through agree, I like... think I think he's just having some guilt, but the way that the story is shown, where he just leaves the cockpit. And then all of a sudden, the engine is on fire. A co-pilot is still a pilot with thousands of hours of flying experience. I think he had the blow-up co-pilot from the movie Airplane in that in that scene. Um, so uh, okay. I think the, the, the blow-up guy couldn't see it. So the, the thing that doesn't make sense to me is that the pilots don't leave. Don't they they're piss themselves? A, they're not allowed to leave the cockpit. Okay, we're, 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 getting, we're getting out of our GBGB patented format because we, we, we normally announce when we're getting into the movie, and then we do the synopsis and we talk about the movie. Um, I guess we already did the synopsis, right? You took my synopsis, Ryan. God damn it! He just mentioned that uh, they were. You said ghosts. what the movie was about. No, they're Fucking about. Fucking a. 
That well, was now I gotta retread the same ground. He didn't yeah. even mention I, I, the motorcycle. Oh, Dude. the hot motorcycle scene. Okay. All right. You know what? I'll just I'll do a synopsis really quick. Oh, it's your synopsis. Okay. Ryan already t- said some of it. Okay. Anne Hathaway is a therapist. Okay. And a plane crash. There was 109 passengers and nine survivors. Oh shit! Or are there? And then uh, Anne Hathaway gets assigned to be the therapist for all the passengers, which is kind of fucked up unless you're a ghost. And then so she meets up with all these passengers. There's one of them who's a little too happy about surviving an airplane crash. And then he's a little too creepy and knows a lot of shit about her. And then um, there's a bunch of stuff. There's uh, maybe a conspiracy about like how the plane actually crashed and she's trying to solve it. Everything is like really dreamy and vibey. Um, and then, as, as I guess we already spoiled, Anne is a ghost, and everyone is ghosts in this movie. We will walk you up to this, I guess, um, as we talk about, talk about this. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the movie. I don't know if I added anything new there, uh, but, but I mean, it's, it's a movie that thinks it's like really clever and wild. Like I feel like they try to do the same vibiness as The Sixth Sense where it's kind of like, it almost seems like a dream state. Things are implied, um, relationships are implied, and they f- try to flip it on its head. But it was it was done in a way that just, it seemed like, it just seemed totally half-baked. Just really bizarre, bizarre movie. And um, also seeing, I don't know, Andre Brar outside of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. <laughs> in a role like this was really bizarre. <laughs> I was like, oh, is he is he like her boss? Like, what was the, what was the deal there? I, well, to get into like the initial setup where they're like, you should handle the whole group of survivors, Anne. And he said, that's to shake you out of your comfort zone. I, I worked, I, I wrote down like, LOL, toxic healthcare workplace culture mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Um, but now I'm realizing looking back, maybe it's because he's a ghost and he wants her to realize she's maybe. a ghost. Maybe that's the plot of the movie. That's, that's it, right? Yeah, it like, is the plot of the movie. It's that she is surrounded by these ghosts um, Who set to help her, on her realize. Who right path to figure so, out that yeah. she's dead and yeah. come, to come to terms with. He just, well, she just he, happened he, to be I, a therapist. They just want, he was yeah. like, hey, all the ghosts need to be in the same room together. Convenient. It's pretty good setup. It's kind of like the good place. They have to like find a reason to put everybody in the same spot. Yeah, it's kind of torturous for her. And kind of fucked up. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I get your thoughts? Um, yeah. So a lot of times when we're talking about supernatural movies, or mm-hmm. at least movies set in a different universe where there's some ground rules, um, we think about whether or not you would want to live in this universe. Would you want to live oh, in the I would, universe? I would not even transfer out of this fucking limbo. It's sick. <laughs> it's got you know, literally right? everything that you want in it, including yeah. background ghost characters. And you can just <laughs> rip around on a motorcycle and maybe sometimes have a little bit of PTSD from a plane crash. Yeah, and also ghosts canonically can have sex in this universe. <laughs> With each other. With each other. With, <laughs> ghosts like, are and, like, make nuts? new connections. <laughs> Well, we don't know that. We don't, we don't know, know about ghosts. the new connections. We though. didn't know. Yeah, we didn't, because they we didn't, didn't know if they could bust nuts either. Yeah. Do you think I can email the writer for this script and ask if, if they bust canonically, nuts? Like he he wrote like in the script, bust nuts. <laughs> and 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 he knew it was ghosts, so he wrote ectogism. <laughs> okay, because like. God damn it! I'm sorry. Because ghosts, like they're using shit in our world, right? He steals a boat. They're like fucking taking elevators. It's not our world at all. It's not our world. I think it's Is limbo. A hundred percent ghost world. I, yeah. yeah, because like the guy in the car that was a ghost for some reason, yeah. that <laughs> dude was like helping them. They're like, like your life is surrounded by people who 
are helping you come to realization. And there's a guy who like almost ran them over in a car once. And he's like, it cuts to him. He's like, hello. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, why did that help? That was his role where he's like, I'm he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to counsel her. And this other guy's like, oh, I'm going to form a relationship with her. And this other guy's like, I'm going to hit him with a car <laughs> and that's going to help. <laughs> I want that guy's job. I think this world is cool. It is cool. cool. It's fucking cool. They can I would, eat. I want some more rules. I oh. want some more rules, and that's a problem with like some of these universes that are underdeveloped. Is that it's hard for me to imagine alternate circumstances and play around in my mind with what I would do in that circumstance because yeah, it's all soft rules. And if, if they told us some more ground, like oh yeah, these are people who agree. We have like a whole meeting on who's going to come back and help who. Uh, and then they come back, and we got the dog to agree. He signed the contract, and uh, then we structure this whole thing out. And we plan it. Like I would, I want to know if that's the case, or if they're just improving. Yeah, well, like what's is it all vibes? Like what? And what's then the... if you die, are you like obligated to do this? Right, like help help other ghosts. Yeah, once you find out, is now Anne Hathaway gonna help someone else? Well, so that's what he did. That's what um, I don't even fucking know. Patrick the Wilson. That's what Patrick yeah. Wilson's character did because he was he was finding out subsequently that he was dead and a ghost. And he stuck around for a little bit. Wait, yeah. yeah, he didn't know he was dead until until like one scene in the movie the where he was like, "It killed me. Oh, I actually died." The dog, yeah. the dog scene when he's like, "That's my dog." Yeah. I was like, was the dog the pilot, and that's why the plane crashed? I thought that. I wrote that down. <laughs> it's the first dog pilot. It's Dog Bud. Air, Air Dog. Air Dog. Air seven. <laughs> he becomes a pilot and fucking crashes. There's no rules saying a dog can't fly a plane. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, actually, the FAA did amend our rule set uh, to include no dog pilots after the success of Air Bud 1. <laughs> yeah, every... every um, Everybody, every field every organization needs to <laughs> look take a good hard look at its rule book we need a constitutional Airbud. amendment to say that dogs cannot be congressmen or presidents um after air post airbud because we're wide open in so many realms post yeah. airbud now that this idea how many is out times there you haven't read specific you haven't wrote like you're making a rule <laughs> and you didn't write specifically mm-hmm. a person yeah so this must only only humans only human hu- homo sapiens human being can can fucking drive this bus yeah and i think that's a good thing to do too because like in the inevitable circumstance where we get overrun by aliens we want yeah. to have some sort of document you know we'll stop. okay uh, okay so like let's 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 clarify so the, the dog was not on the plane um yeah and and wasn't driving and it was it's a dog from his his past and also and, when you're a ghost in this world you just don't recognize people no you have no well you they have no brains in ghosts what is some memes like what concerns me about that about this this world a little bit too is that like it's implied that Anne and Patrick Wilson's characters um, kind of continue their relationship in some in some capacity like they have this connection that they built but like how do ghost relationships go when it's like literally that's your eternal existence right like are they ever gonna have a falling out like are yeah. they stuck together like because they seem I've to have thought about that a lot with yeah. the concept of like widows yeah. And widowers remarrying after somebody died. You get up to oh heaven. Oh my god! And imagine all three of you sitting there. It's a three's company situation. Oh, Jesus, Christ, Ryan, honey, horrible. it's okay. We have orgies in heaven all the time. I have <laughs> been celibate see, since I got the, here. That's the loophole. That's the, uh, we keep coming back to ghost orgies again and again. I don't know how much ghost orgy content I can cut out, oh, but it's yeah, inevitable. Sorry. We need to dissect this. I think these ghosts are having orgies. All right, because like, what else are you gonna do in ghost world? 
they can't pay taxes they can't fucking drive yeah i think at that point like it's kind of accepted that a lot of the stigma that's in our world right now the the real world yeah yeah is the fact that we only have one life to live yeah you got 80 something years don't Mm -hmm. screw it up you know be pretty good and have a good reputation by the end of it but if imagine you have 800 million years Oh my God! Yeah, or, you know, or just some like of infinite. those some of those years are gonna get you know forgotten. They're gonna slip between the pages with mm. the ghost the ghost orgies. Yeah, yeah, you can um, get a little more creative. I think you get a little more leeway, a couple more mulligans in the ghost world than you do in real life. No, that's cool. I think it's a cool concept. <laughs> Wait, speaking of speaking of ghost um, nudity, okay. Did you guys notice the two main characters are introduced uh, nude in this movie for no yeah. reason? Why like, is that too? Like, why? Why was he naked? And why, and why did she... she walk up and like stand between his legs? It was like really weird, right? And he's yeah. like smiling naked, and then she like they like I didn't want to even write this down because it, it sounds weird to like note it, but like in the beginning I was like, why is she in the the nude in this yeah, scene? She was she was sleeping naked. Like there was no reason to do that in the movie. Well, no. Okay, let's be hundred percent clear about why that's why. That's, oh yeah, it's I fucking gross ass. Home. Yeah. Okay. It's Hold because on. the the men directing the movie and producing it and shooting on the cameras and stuff, they wanted to see naked famous women, so they right, write right. a scene where the woman's naked. This is classic Friday the Thirteenth material. And it's just it's just weird that this just they're both introduced naked. Like I don't know it it the fact that they're both like that. It's just the juxtaposition. Or I was like, is this an artistic choice? But it's well, probably and then just there's a like gross one thing. scene where. I guess sleeping it can make sense, but the Patrick Wilson scene, like he was awake, even logically makes sense. <laughs> yeah, if there's a naked man in a room, you don't just yeah. walk in and start having a conversation with him. No, I'm like, oh, stand sorry, right between yeah. his leg. Like you would say, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like you let him, you let him get get dressed, but uh, he wasn't going to. No, he real. wasn't. He was fucking. Well, then you weird. don't have a conversation with the person. Like yeah, that's no. the way society works. If they're not following the rules, they don't. They don't have to engage <laughs> in society. Uh, this guy, Patrick Wilson, like to talk about his performance, he is so unsettling in a friendly way that seems like real and not like a character. Like it, it seems like people I've met before who are just in that, that weird, overly friendly state. That's really creepy. It drives me in the wrong way. I thought that was pretty good, even if it was written badly. <laughs> like, yeah, he the played dialogue that. was terrible, but I think he did a fine job in that. He showed up at a woman's house in the middle of the night to give her her personal belongings back. Yeah, that was she bad. called him a creep, but then they were cool like the next day. Yeah, his whole character was like extremely aggressive. Uh it was like really off-putting. You're and then beautiful. he went on the Yeah, like and then he's like I have I have theories about beautiful women. Oh my god, that pissed me off so much. That was the most patronizing thing I've heard it in a long horrible. time. It was horrible. And she stops him, "Do you want to hear my theory or not?" Yeah, like, he fucking no. interrupts her. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you want to hear my theory about women or not? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, that was that was fucking bad. And I thought it was it was like Anne in this role is playing an overworked, kind of burnt out, I guess, emotionally crisis worker. And like, I, I thought it was like a it was a decent kind of performance. But then once it it entered that rom com like era of the movie, it like totally went out the window for me. Um, I just could not put my finger on any of the performances. The tone just like took a big old shitter for me. It's just yeah, you do you do one or the other. Just like don't giving, try to blend them. I was giving the bad opening like the benefit of the doubt. I think because mm-hmm. I knew well, I predicted that this would go somewhere interesting. So mm-hmm. I said at the beginning of the movie, it's not fine. Well, you know, it kind of sucks, but I'm sure it'll get interesting. The middle of the movie freaking is sucks. Oh, 
dragged ass. The, like, the bad guy just follows her around, and sometimes he just is going through TSA, and she like <laughs> knows where to find him. It's like if I go to TSA at the airport, this guy will be there. Yeah, it's it, what, what I was like. What does this guy do? He's at the CSA desk, and then he's going through TSA, and then he's and like then randomly. She says, yeah. uh, I was talking to this guy who works for the airline. That's her explanation for who she's trying to target. Some guy <laughs> who works for the airline. That's that's what job we got, and that's that why she was nothing. talking yeah. to him. Like, you know how many people work for those freaking airlines? Like, he doesn't know anything. It's like, yeah, like he could be like a bags guy. He could be a yeah. janitor. Like, what does that what does that mean? Like. I also think it's funny that, like, just some fucker from Delta Airlines is being sent to, like, intimidate, like, a crisis group, which I feel like is just, like, very very, on par. uh, Men in Black, not the movie, but, like, the story Mm -hmm. of the men in the suits who would show up to, like, people who claimed to have seen a UFO, and they would show up and intimidate them. Yeah. The thing with, like, Anne's, we we talked about Anne as, like, a therapist to, to get back to that as well because i feel like we're, we're getting to that that point too it's it does it seems like she's very amateurish and i know that's like her character's supposed to be young but like i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to argue people's delusions uh to their face and like and just dismiss state them. them every time that crosses your mind yeah yeah that's i just that really just shook me where he, he was like oh i think this is happening and she's like no you're crazy that's not <laughs> happening at all. And I'm like, that's not what you say as a therapist. <laughs> like, like I know that with no education. And also like, the one guy who's like, no, I'm really not bothered by it. It was, you know, a traumatic experience, but I'm coming out to the other side thinking I have a new lease on life. And she's like, no, you should be sad. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, you like a plot of the movie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I just denied any care, and I'm an adult. You have to let me leave. <laughs> Yeah, like, his whole thing where he's like, first of all, I'm not anybody's patient. And she's like, okay, we're just hanging out now. And I'm like, that is just, that just is so home. inappropriate. You hanging out with this dude. Like, you, he just said he's not your patient. Yeah, but, like, is she okay? Like, what the fuck is this? I, I, I would have put, um, they, they used that group. I think they could have done it more tastefully. Like, the whole... The whole idea behind this therapy thing in the in the group session, yeah, and how the questions were handled, and the yeah, there was an explosion. No, there wasn't an explosion. And then she like flip flopped between being like, "Well, there could have been, but maybe there wasn't," and being antagonistic, but between both parties, antagonistic. It's like they they should have just separated the scene to individual therapy sessions. And then, like, yeah. given us the lead up that each one of these characters thinks something different happened. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, the group therapy scene seemed a little dead. Like, it didn't really advance the plot as much as I feel like it needed to. Um, and also, they were just not exciting to watch at all. There's um, some yeah. crazy good group therapy scenes in other media. And they can be a very, very efficient and powerful way to tell a story because someone can be disclosing for the first time or something very traumatic. Right. And people don't, you know, a lot of people aren't great storytellers, but they do their darndest in a group therapy session, at least in the media I'm talking about. And in this, they're just like, can you sleep well? No. (laughs) You want some medication? No. Okay. Glad this was in the movie. Yeah, it's like a terrible improv group. <laughs> it's just like everyone's just shutting everything down. and Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. someone who is bad at improv, being forced I, to do improv. I have no idea. To people who Can't maybe relate. aren't quite so experienced, but are a little bit more into it than them. And you, you just feel like, like 
Yeah. No matter, you can't like mm-hmm. be a is that like a three brothers podcast the whole situation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brother, my brother, and me. Yeah, no, those guys. <laughs> they should get on the same page. Yeah, between that and the like pseudo rom com, the quirky rom com in the middle of this movie, like the tonal whiplash is terrible. I feel like this could have been an interesting neo noir, and it's like a second director kind of came in and was like. You know, like, this creepy fucking guy you're supposed to be scared of? Like, I'm going to make him, like, really likable and funny and, and like, try to make him seem charming. And, like, he's going to do things like pretend to jump off a roof and, and fake it and, like, do something really traumatic to Anne and make her laugh. Like, it's it's just, like, the, the vibe and the tone was very weird. A few of those, a few of those uh, pranks or, or, I guess, jokes for him would have been good if they didn't build the entire character around them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, it's like you get to the point where you're like, I mean, I know what he's going to do. He jumps in the water. He's not going to come up until she gets into the water. He jumps off the roof. She runs up. Are you bastard? He's like, right. What? (laughs) What's the problem? Yeah. Jace, you, you are very close to probably my biggest criticism of this movie. And that's the character background is so terrible. And all we know of Anne's background is that she had an argument with her sister once. Should have called her. And that's it. Like, that's yeah. her whole character's motivation is that one time she had an argument with her sister. And that's the all of the character development we get for any character in the entire movie. One time Patrick Wilson said he was close to being married, but he ran away from it. But that's not really a background because it doesn't, like, affect his personality at all. He had a dog. <laughs> Yeah, okay, he, he had, had a, a sick-ass workstation that he ended pretty up Pretty sweet. Hating. Yeah, pretty sweet workstation. He was yeah, obviously it, fucking it rich. Did you see that apartment? That he's was living he like in? a VP of operations yeah, or something? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, now I got a new lease on life. Um, yeah, not a, lot of char- not a lot of things going on with these characters. And also just to, like, get back to their, I guess, their dynamic. I mean, I've just had it with, like, the 2000s like uptight business lady being shown how to be carefree by funny swashbuckling man thing where he's like yeah. come on and she's like oh i can't i shouldn't and like he's like bringing her out of her shell or whatever in like a super toxic manipulative way and i feel like guys watch shit like this and they think that's gonna help them like get into relationships yeah, or something this is, like did you get kind of like a pickup artist vibe Yes, a hundred. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I was like. Yeah, and he's kind of like doing these weird, like insulting her, but also like forcing her to do things that she's uncomfortable with. And it's supposed to, it's being played for like laughs and like you hear the cellos in the back, like dun, 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 dun. like it's supposed to be like a quirky, fun scene. And I was just like not having it. I I I, I know you guys are like cringing too, like watching <laughs> these scenes. Like it was just, it was big ick for me. Can big we? Ick. I, I mean, I think we we're doing a really good job. Let's I think let's talk about like let's give our scores because I have some couple thoughts I'd like to broach. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to just have not really a direction. No, yeah, let's uh, let's let's do it. So this is gonna be our final because uh, this is episode ten, which I keep forgetting uh, is <laughs> because this season has been very spacious. Um, this is this is we we decided on our hathawometers. Uh, this is how Anne Hathaway was this movie. We can also insert judgments about said artist um, or, or just like about the movie in general, about how it fits the overall vibe of this artist's work. So um, Hathawometers, who, who's, who's been starting with Hathawometers this season? 
Not Has me. It been I'm taking a Jace? break. Jace. I, I think it was Jace. What's your half a wometer on this on this thing? I'm just gonna go with a three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's definitely on the lower half. Yeah. Of the the one to ten scale. Um, I originally had zero written. I was like, ah, that's unfair. Uh, I think it's unfair because I think there was I think she was trying but it was like it was painful to like have the therapist in the movie based on like the scenes that they were showing be reduced to oh just talk lighter and Mm -hmm. and talk and talk wispier and unfortunately it wasn't it's not like not her fault but the audio of the movie was mixed in a way that like you're you're in her mouth with the plosives and I know we, there's some of that in her, in her other movies, but like not like the first 30 minutes of this. Um, that that really took me out of it. I think it was just a miss overall, a, some some misdirection, and then unlike these ghosts, she couldn't have saved it. <laughs> <laughs> like these ghosts? Unlike these? I guess yeah. Uh, like, they did, like yeah. These, I don't know. Like I don't, ghosts, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, so it's a, yeah. a three. A three. Yeah, Jace. I'm I'm kind of feeling that. Um, I think what I'm going to settle on for me is probably a five. I'm going to shoot it straight down the center because I think her performance was fine. Um, there was that scene where she, she discovers she was a ghost. I thought that was actually a pretty good, well-acted scene. She, she, it felt like a real panic attack. I kind of, I kind of felt that when she was like freaking out in those scenes. Um, the rest of the movie, she seemed like she was acting pretty naturally. I never get those moments with Anne where um, I'm kind of like, oh, that's a person acting in this movie. But yeah, like, kind of my overall gauge with the Hathawometer or any other of our movie, or like, actor meters we have is like, if you're a fan, an Anne fan, um, are you going to, like, want to recommend this movie or watch this movie to get, like, I guess, like, uh, an Anne flavor or whatever? Um, that's, that's That's not this movie. You're not going to watch this because Anne Hathaway. You're not going to watch this for any reason. <laughs> it's a bad display of her strengths, and it's not iconic at all. Like, I can see why this movie was quickly digested and forgotten um, within, like, a year of it coming out. Because I had never even fucking heard of this movie. And, and you know, I was watching TV back then. So, uh, yeah, five, I think, is is, is very generous uh, <laughs> for this. Yeah, I'm going to be more in line with Jace. And I do think that she did an okay job. It's just she gets some blame for choosing these bland movies over and over and over. I understand that she was very early in her career. I didn't realize that when I was watching it. But I mean, in that way, she was a professional. She's, you know, she's a professional actress. She doesn't try to blow up the sets or anything like that, as far as I can tell. So it's not like she was trying to pull her name across the title and say, I need you know, writing credits and changing my lines. I mean, she wasn't doing that. She's just reading the script. I, but then again, don't take the boring movies, Anne. Like, there's so much other cool stuff. This is stuck in that time period for where about 10 years from like the mid-2000s to mid-2010s where almost every movie had a lead male and a lead female. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, uh, in the island, it's Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Great movie. And then, Fuck. Yeah, well, this, right. This movie's well, oh, sweet. That's, <laughs> this movie's not as good as that. And the Adjustment Bureau or like Mr. and Mrs. That's Smith. Movie. And yeah. all these movies were like... <laughs> the old, the best Are we doing one a couple movies? Was, <laughs> I know, but the best one of them was Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. That was a good movie, but yeah. Like, just watch that movie instead. Why would you ever watch this movie? Watch The Other Passengers. They're like, not dead in those. <laughs> well... 
I, I don't. And, we haven't seen past years. But so in the, in that way, she's just yeah. She's just, this is her one of her entries into that catalog of movies, and I have to give her a low score. I'm going to give her a, probably a three as well. That's a fair score, I think. All right, not so good for the the half alometers. I'm curious to see what our net average this season's going to be. But as for our movie meters, what do we think about this dang thing overall? Independent of our subject, do we like the movie? Thumbs up or thumbs down, Jace? <laughs> What's your movie meter? Man, this is kind of tough. I'd rather watch Serenity again, but I give Serenity a zero. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Piss and Jars a one. <laughs> it doesn't make that's not a good joke. <laughs> Pissing jars. <laughs> That's like if the if the movie went to middle school, yeah. and you're like a better movie. Uh, uh, um, yeah. On a, on a more serious note, I guess I'm gonna give this movie a one. It's supposed to be like you know a a, a spooky drama, and it's really not spooky. And I don't think the drama is all that worthy of any kind of acclaim. Uh, like for me, the movie fell flat on its face in the outset to the point where at the 45 minute mark, I was pushing 10 second fast forwards. No, to, to you get, can't get, do that, James. Oh, no. get That's cheating. I That's cheating. I was literally skipping through, like, I think the scene where they start to become, where they're, oh, where she's sitting on the bench talking to her, her mentor. <laughs> and I'm like, um, <laughs> uh, before before like coming before like speeding back up to maybe a crawl where i thought that um maybe the final act had a bit more vision and a bit more emotion in it that the whole movie could have used like honestly the sister going into the apartment at the end was to me like a better scene than uh the payoff in that scene was great and it was it was um kind of heartfelt but there wasn't anything that I think in this that they did special that, you know, wasn't done better by another movie or where they didn't put enough effort in in the areas that they needed to, I guess. Not a flop. Yeah. It was a flop. It's a one. Shit. Speaking of the ending, how bad was that airplane scene? <laughs> like, with that, that plane crash scene at the very <laughs> when, end? When the girl Holy puts shit. her headphones in. <laughs> yeah. I wish that like, you. I'm just like thinking of that. Walk back from the edge, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was just like Could one you of those. Weird it's moments. from like a few years earlier than that, and she puts it in, and it's all star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Is that your plane crash song? I mean, and then the plane just like blows apart, and then just like no one's reacting to the wind somehow. I don't know. It was bad. Um, yeah, like, God. Bad. Um, this movie's not good, man. I, I was like, my first note in this movie, at first, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a, a little vibey. There was, there was kind of like this atmospheric soundtrack, and it kind of had this like 2000s um, kind of neo-noir vibe. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this. The, the aesthetics are a little interesting. Um, there's some like interesting shots at first with like the plane. But then it just unraveled so quickly as soon as the dialogue started. 
And then just all of the the tones that I liked in the, in like the very first like maybe two minutes just completely went out the window again. Um, I feel like this movie was was maybe like in development hell or something where they were just like maybe passing along between directors or producers because it just seemed like a tonal nightmare. They probably made like four movies total um, with all that they filmed and all that they wrote. Um, I feel like they could have split this into like very different themes. It just none of it was working for me. Anne's, like, Anne and Patrick's relationship, which I feel like is the heart of the movie, um, did not fucking work on any level. It was gross. <laughs> um, also, their age difference, I know it's, like, only, like, 10 years. It still felt gross. Like, I was saying he gives, like, big dad energy, and she gives the energy of, like, a 25-year-old in this movie, and it felt weird to me watching this. Um, if that doesn't work, I think that's a really big problem with your movie, maybe with how you cast it or how you directed it. Um, also, all of the twists that kind of came, um, I didn't have an oh shit moment. You know, like we said, Ryan and I called the fucking twist before we saw it. Um, my only uh, my only eyebrow raise moment was when Mr. Arkin re was revealed to be the pilot. I was like, oh, that's that's fun. That's fun that they did that. And that that was like my only reaction. The rest of the movie was an absolute slog. It was like knee deep in hog shit, just trying to fucking trudge to the other side. Just like Jace, like <laughs> you you fast forward in this movie. I was I was my finger was on that arrow key watching this on Amazon Prime and I was like, "No, no, no. No, you're going to fucking do this right. You're going to do this right. You're going to watch every second of this stupid movie you paid $3 for." All right, but I fucking hate. All right, I'm it's, it's going to be a one. It's going to be a one um, because I give it I give it one point because uh, they, they really tried to take a little bit of a swing here. It was a complete miss. Big old whiff. Woof. One. Man, can I say that the number floating around in my head was a four? Wow. <laughs> it's four times higher than ours. It's Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, I think just subjectively I like these types of movies and – Sure. The thing was terrible, objectively terrible. I think closer to a one, but like subjectively, I don't know. Sometimes you like garbage, yeah. And of course. people like Hallmark movies. You gave Serenity a seven, so you know. Hell yeah! You gave Serenity a seven. What Serenity's the fuck? my Sahara, dude. Oh my god! And so my biggest critiques are number one, it's obviously set in Vancouver. Just say that. Just like, say it. It's oh, obviously yeah. filmed in Vancouver. You cowards. I can't even tell what time of day it is. I mean, it's in Seattle or Vancouver. <laughs> and just do it. Like, oh, my God, it's so annoying. And <laughs> like, it, it's not in America. That's fine. That's totally okay, you guys. Just yeah, be Canadian. Just be Canadian. Say a boat. Yeah. And the other, there's three other movies I can say that are better than this, but have the same vibe. And one is Sixth Sense. And the other is Unbreakable, yes. also by M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, Shyamalan and season. The other is The Ring. Like, if you're looking for a horror horror, go The Ring. If you're looking for something in the middle, go Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Yeah. Unbreakable yeah. is amazing. And just watch that movie instead. Don't watch this movie. But it doesn't mean I didn't like it. I didn't really, but it, I kind of did. Uh, Julie <laughs> fell asleep during the movie. That says something. Wow. And I watched the whole thing. And Has she ever done more that? Yeah. And okay. This morning, she uh, she woke up and was like, I was talking to her. She's like, so what happened in the movie? What happened in the end? I was like, oh, what what we thought. She said, oh, they were all ghosts. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and it was no. Like, yeah, she's like, and she found out by assumably getting a copy of the man, a manifest. Oh, my God. She, she just like called it right she, from the. Yeah, from the get go. 
And this seems like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. That's fine. Like, you know what? Like, that tells me they did something right and that we all knew what was going to happen before we even watched the movie. That's not always a bad thing. 90% of the movies don't have a twist. Like, this movie couldn't decide whether it needed a twist or not. And I think it should have gone into not a twist. And uh, that's kind of where my... Ooh, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, they should open with it a little bit. You know? Yeah. Give me the rules. I want the rules of oh, yeah. the purgatory. And then I would, that would be a little bit... You could save it. But I'm going to go with the four. And you know what? Gut check. I'm going with the four. You know, Ryan, four. you and uh, Enrique Sanchez, 56, have something in common. and That's how you both like this movie. And he gave it what a 10 the- out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> is he, is that on like the whatever? It's on IMTP. Wow. 43 I out mean, of 56 people found this helpful. His review. Huh. Imagine that. How could a review um, be helpful? I mean, Ryan, to get to your point though, like I feel like this movie could have been, you know, a, a dumb person's favorite movie. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this was mean. a big swing. Like, oh my God, they were ghosts the whole time. <laughs> Somebody's like, sitting there eating popcorn, not paying attention, and their jaw hit the floor. Mm-hmm. So I think I think this movie deserves some credit for that. Um, maybe for next season we can do movies where characters are dead the whole time. Maybe we can. We yeah, can but that's that. kind of like a spoiler <laughs> situation. <laughs> if we always know <laughs> the entire movie, we, we can Google do R.I.P.D. Every movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, is wait, did we just, guys? Did we just? Did we just finish the end season? Well, we have Did to we do just a finish... re- recap, but thank God the we don't have to watch a movie for that. Oh, the recap. Yeah, the recap is fucking easy. That's a free lunch. All right. Those those suckers have no idea how easy those state of the podcasts are. Have we decided that actors are out and uh, themes at are least in? At least for this, <laughs> for, for sure. For season, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't... For next season think i'm getting like we've we've previously had this like metaphor analogy whichever one of those tools it is to uh you know we're in a house or we're we're locked yeah. in a room or something and honestly i don't think i'm getting out of the institution i don't think so. I, I think i'm locked in here forever 10 more 10 more movies i wasn't i was not able to prove that i'm sane in fact yeah i think we quite the opposite. this yeah this one i feel like this when we can discuss the end season season in more in depth, obviously in state of the podcast. Um, but I feel like this season was our most challenging um, because it was just like tons of of bland movies that we really didn't like, <laughs> or movies that were like had a weird like disturbing undertone to them. Yeah. Um, and I do have a very different opinion of her now. I do I too. And mm-hmm. I think we yeah. are very qualified to speak on her. as three men as yes as three men three white men in their 20s know exactly what she's going through men uh we can definitely and that's that was the other thing i want to definitely talk about at her state of the podcast is like i was i'm still trying to like digest like i was looking listening back to our old Anne episodes and and just be the fact that like we're still three guys judging a female artist's work it still feels a little weird even though we're just we're just like watching them and we're trying to enjoy them and it's just i don't i don't know i don't know if we cracked it we no, might have a little I, bit I, I don't know if we you guys it. wanted I, this we did we did we <laughs> at did at least I don't this know. was an and movie you know like yeah oh yeah with serenity i felt it really bad because she movie. was just 
Yeah. She was just brought in. That's why and... we can't watch Les Mis. 15 minutes of screen time? Like, what? Yeah, I do love season. Hugh Jackman. Do you think he has a, a brother named Normal Size Ackman? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> But uh, thank you guys for joining us uh, with the institution. Thank you guys for for bearing with our, our gaps in recording and editing and, and all of that. Um, this was a bumpy season, mainly because of I our lives. Dying. And um, hope you'll forgive us. Um, and, and hopefully with, with this coming season, we can be a little more consistent with our schedule. But we, we thank you guys regardless uh, for continuing to tune in and, and seeing us seeing us through with the institution. I'm not sorry that we had delays at our schedules. It's been a crazy wild summer. Yeah, it was it was a lot, guys. And we hope you'll join us for State of the Podcast. Um, where not only will we digest the end season and what we think about the movies and how we did, um, but also discuss, I don't know, season seven? And so feel free to DM us, comment, whatever. If you if you have any ideas. Email. For season seven, yeah, mail, um, mail us at, and this is where I'll insert Ryan's address, um, and and we will, you know, we'll take your ideas into consideration. We want to know what you guys want to see as well, because um, we got seven, we got six seasons down, up in here. We've watched We're sixty much experts. Have we watched sixty movies together? Sixty now? plus bonuses, and we watched like five bonuses. Jesus, that's a lot of movies. I think that's, that's more movies, movies than I've seen in my life. <laughs> How many Teletubbies movies are there? Um, I think 20. Chase. Okay, cool. Jace, just think very <laughs> carefully about what you're suggesting. It goes on the wheel. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I, I guess uh, join us next week or whenever we can record. Do you guys have any closing comments about passengers, about, about uh, life? Yeah, in the United States since uh, the year 2000, there have only been 19 fatal plane crashes. And I can almost oh. guarantee there have been more movies made about fatal plane cl- crashes than the actual incident, which begs me to ask yeah, the question: if like, planes. if like, oh, I, I'm looking at commercial, uh, commercial aircraft. There are there are oh. a lot more. If it's uh, oh, and there are a lot more non-fatal crashes, which are also yeah. including pushbacks. Yeah. But um, you know, like things that are like more scary. You know, like lobster hurricanes. And lobster hurricanes could you imagine literally imagine a, a, a plane hurricane. would probably crash yeah. in a lobster hurricane too oh man it's half of it is a plane movie oh shit That's so they're playing down it's a sequel was it was a, we could tie it into the passengers universe oh this is random um we're almost we're almost at the anniversary of this movie october 24th was the release date oh wow, wow. we're recording on october 20th um happy birthday uh, hey guys, passengers. What if somebody in that plane was in the bathroom? <laughs> when it exploded? They, it, it, yeah. Wow, one person survived. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been on a plane where I thought it was crashing while I was going to the bathroom. It's before. always the most jumpy in there. Yeah, it's like they have like the the handle. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, do you think there's a ghost who's like covered in crap and he's like, walking around shit. somewhere and they're like, yeah, we don't we don't really we don't really care about that dude. He's like, I don't know why I'm covered in shit, guys. Anyways, thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>